brethren, good morning again and you're welcome uh, for the sharing in the next hour or also today we will reflect on the topic the righteous will never be shaken and uh, former brother Elia will be teaching us. Um, our anchor verse is from Psalm 112 verse 6 and uh, Elia, if you permit me, I will read from NIV and I will read from verse 1. Uh, NIV verse 1 Praise the Lord Blessed are those who fear the Lord Who find great delight in His commands Their children will be mighty in the land The generation of the upright will be blessed Wealth and riches are in their houses And their righteousness endures forever Even in darkness light dawns for the upright For those who are gracious and compassionate and righteous God will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. And verse 6, which is our anchor verse, Surely the righteous will never be shaken, they will be remembered forever. Verse 7, They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure, they will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph of their foes. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn will be lifted high in honor. And verse 10, the wicked will see and be vexed. They will gnash their teeth and waste away. The longings of the wicked, of the wicked come to nothing. Amen. So, Brother Ria, you are welcome. Over to you. Praise the Lord, brethren. Thank you, my brother, Dr. Brian. Thank you for praying and with us. Friends, let us uh, continue in prayer, then as we hear from that which the Lord has put and laid on my heart to share with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the gift of this great morning. We bless your name for this day, the 28th of Wednesday of February, New Year 2024. Father, I want to bless your name for the gift of life. We thank you, Lord, for everyone on this call. Thank you, Lord, that you have called us in, in your presence this morning, loving Father, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. It's our prayer, Heavenly Father, that even as I share your word, I pray that you alone will increase in me as I decrease. I pray that you cleanse my lips, have loving Father, that even as I speak, may I speak of your precepts, may I speak of your oracles, may I speak of that which you desire me to speak, loving Father. It's my prayer that your word will fall on fertile ground, that it will bear much lasting fruit. Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, uh, Dr. Brian, for uh, uh, just taking uh, reading and uh, reading the text of the day, and uh, a topic of the day is uh, the righteous will never be shaken, and we bless the name of the Lord. Even that for that great assurance, for that great assurance, and even as I share, even as we even as we ponder through this great topic, it's our prayer that it shall be back in our, on our minds and imprinted on our hearts that the righteous, that those that have been set apart, those that are looking to God, indeed shall never be shaken. And we bless the name of the Lord. Iriam Tabazi at Kunzire is my name. I bless the name of the Lord that I serve at all saints as the cell and pastoral care coordinator. By God's grace, I bless the name of the Lord. And I thank God for this great privilege to 
share and proclaim his word. Friends, the greatest privilege that God has given us is to know him and to make him known. So I do not take that for granted. So uh, our topic of the day is, yes, the righteous will never be shaken. And this is the assurance, this is the hope, and this is the promise that indeed God has uh, God has given unto us that we should know and, and understand even as we, as we talk about righteousness. The righteousness that we talk about, even in this text, first and foremost, is from God and is of God. The righteousness in its, in its sense, in its sense, comes from the Lord, comes from the Lord. And no one, no one is righteous unless, and, unless he, has, he has devoted, unless he has have, come in communion with the righteous one who is our God. And our text, uh, Deuteronomy chapter, as I as I take us through, it's my prayer that you read, you will write down these texts to the guide us, even they'll guide you later in the course of the day, even in your devotion, they will help you understand this great topic. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse four. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse four. Even as we talk about righteousness, who is this righteous one that we ought to look at unto? He is the Lord, none other than the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4 reminds us, yes, the rock, his work is perfect. For all his ways are just, a God of faithfulness and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he, friends. The righteous God calls us to know him, to love him, to abide in him. Because right from creation, he created us in his own image, in his own likeness. And remember, he put Adam and Eve in the garden, in the presence, in the presence. He, and he called and he put them there and he positioned them there that they should worship him, that they should they should seek his face. That's why, uh, as we read even in Genesis 1 to 2, he desired communion with them. He gave them a mandate to take care, to govern, to rule. But the most thing he desired of them is to worship him, to worship him. And friends, remember because he gave us that DNA. Yeah, we are created in his likeness and in his image. And we bless the name of the Lord. We are not on our, we are not our own. He created us. He's our creator. He's our father. We, he desires us to worship him, to exhort him each and every day of our lives. That's why. Verse 1 reminds us the text we have just read in Psalm 112, verse 1. Blessed are those who fear him. So the Lord calls us to know him. The Lord calls us in communion with him. He is faithful. That is who he is. He is perfect. He is upright and just. A God who loves us, a God who cares for us. And also in Psalms 11, verse 7, reminds us, for the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. Hallelujah. The Lord is righteous. He alone loves justice. Upright men will see his face. Friends, upright men will see his face. Me and you who walk, who walk faithfully, just like Enoch walked faithfully with the Lord and he was no more. Upright men will see his face. It's my prayer that even as we talk of righteousness, the Lord requires us to look to him. Yes, to look to him, to know him, to abide in his presence. That's what he desired of Adam and Eve. But at the end of the day, as we read in Genesis 3, yes, that 
that fellowship, that communion was broken because of sin, and, and God had to banish them. But still, he loved them. Still, he showed, he expressed his love for them. He expressed his love for them. He has not left us alone. He desires us to come back. He desires us to return. He desires us to fellowship with him. Yes, and that's why we see that his son, Jesus Christ, no one, no one was able to bring us back into that fellowship with him other than his son Jesus Christ. The first Adam failed. Yes, he created, he created him, he put him into his presence to commune with him, but because of sin, because of disobedience, that sin, it created that hindrance, it created that separation, and it was only through his son Jesus Christ that brought us back into that fellowship with the Father, the righteous God. Father, we want to bless the name of the Lord, even for that great love that he lavished for upon us. As we read Romans chapter, Romans chapter 1, it will guide us. Romans chapter 1, verse, Romans chapter 1, verse 15 to 17. I'll read it to us. Quickly, Romans chapter 1, verse, verse 15 to 17, it says this. That is why I'm so eager, pause later to the church in Rome, to the Romans. This, that is why I'm so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome, just like we are also here in our context. Yes, uh, in Nakasero at All Saints, but in wherever you are, wherever God has positioned you, yes, Paul is, is telling the church in Rome, that's why he's so eager to preach the gospel. And he's saying to them, verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, mark this, for in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last. As just as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Hallelujah. The righteous shall live by faith. This righteousness that we talk about, yes, verse 17 is, is reminding us Pause later, episode later to the <clears throat> to the church in Rome. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. The righteousness that we talk about is revealed from God through His Son Jesus Christ. As we are being reminded in in, in His Word in in Second uh, Corinthians chapter five verse twenty one. Second Corinthians chapter five verse twenty one reminds us. Something key that we ought to understand, even as we talk about this righteousness. Yes, God made him, Christ, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him, so that in him, we may become the righteousness of God. Praise be to God. Friends, it's only through Jesus Christ that we were able to be reconciled, we were restored, we were redeemed to gain that fellowship with him, to gain that fellowship with the righteous God. And friends, even as we talk about righteousness, it is a deeper spiritual meaning that calls us to worship the Lord, that calls us to look unto the Lord, because he is right, he is right, he is perfect, he is a just God, and he requires us to, be, to know him and to abide in his ways. His character, his conscience, his conduct, and our, and our command. 
and the command that he has given us, whatever we do, whatever we do, should be should be in line with his precepts, should be in line with his with his character. So righteousness is therefore based upon God's standard, not our standard. Friends, mark that righteousness is based on God's standard, not our standard. Because we all know that because of that disobedience, the first Adam failed. We want to bless the name of the Lord of the second Adam his son Jesus Christ. Our righteousness, if we are to hinge on our righteousness, our righteousness is like filthy rags, as it is written in uh, Isaiah 64, verse 6. Friends, we cannot depend on our own righteousness. We shall fail. As scripture reminds us in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yes, and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. Friends, it is the Lord who will guide you. It is the Lord who will guide me and you to walk the journey. Otherwise, with our own righteousness, our own righteousness is like filthy rags because of that DNA that the, uh, that we we got from, from, from Adam. And, it's, and because of that fallen nature, that sinful nature in us, yes, we can never locate our righteousness to that of the Lord, to that of the Lord. That's why God desires us to know him. That's why God desires us to come in, in fellowship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. Because it is through him that the righteousness of God is revealed. Yes, we humans are inclined to follow our own path. Yes, and we are inclined to also to follow the self that is in us. And we just desire to do that which, that which pleases us. So the righteousness is not about our achievements. It is a gift from God yeah, to humanity through Christ's act of love. The love that he demonstrated on the cross bring us back to himself. So pursuing righteousness, me and you, for us to pursue God's righteousness, meaning put, putting God at the center of our lives. This morning, the Lord is reminding us we should put him at the center of our lives. As we pursue his righteousness, as we seek his face, he desires us to know him. He desires us to abide in his presence. Yes, Proverbs, I'll just read this, this text, uh, Proverbs chapter 21. Proverbs chapter 21. Proverbs chapter 21, verse, uh, verse 3, first. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 3 says, To do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Brethren, to do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. And verse 21 reminds us that he who pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. So God is calling us this morning. Yes, as he desires us to be righteous. He desires us to pursue righteousness. He desires us to pursue righteousness and love. Because in so doing, we shall find prosperity. Finds life, we shall find the life, prosperity, and honor. And may, may, the God, may the Lord help us in this journey. We cannot do it on our own. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit that, can we, that we can walk this journey. Why does he call us to pursue righteousness? Because he alone he is righteous, yeah? Are you hungry for God or desire the things of God? As a believer, do you hunger for the things of God? Because scripture reminds us and challenges us that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled 
Hallelujah, for they shall be filled. This morning, the Lord is calling us to hunger for righteousness. It is a life of communion with him, always abiding in his presence. Remember, you are not your own. You are bought at a price. So God desires us, even as we walk with him, even as we fellowship with him, yeah? He desires us to hunger for this righteousness, to hunger and desire him more of his presence. Yes, and sin, and sin separates us. We should not know, we should note that. But once we deal with the sin, once we come in acknowledgement that we have fallen short and we confess of our sin, the Lord is able to the Lord is able to draw us closer to Himself. So one great biblical example that we all know, that we all that we all we are all reminded of, one who pursued this, one who believed was Abraham was Abraham, and I will just read for us, just because of his obedience, in Genesis 12, 1 to 4, reminds us, the Lord had said to Abraham, leave your country, your, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham, verse 4 is key for us. So Abraham left in obedience to that which the Lord had told him. So Abraham left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out for Haran. Fast forward to verse 15, uh, chapter 15, verse 6 says, Abraham believed the Lord and he, he accredited to him as righteousness because of his faith in the Lord, because he trusted the Lord, because he obeyed the Lord. To him, was say, he was said to be, it was said to be as righteousness. Friends, are we going to emulate Abraham? Are we going to... Are we going to believe that which the Lord tells us? God has given us his precepts. God has given us his word. Are we believing? Are we standing on the promises of God? So to dive, to dive deeper into our, into our discussion of the day, why the righteous will never be shaken, the applicability of it, first and foremost, as scripture reminds us, our first the reading we have had, blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Friends, we can never, we can never, yes, as, 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 as believers walk this journey, unless we choose to totally depend on the Lord, totally revere him. Fearing God, God calls, calls us to revere him, to respect him, to honor him, to exalt him, to worship him. Because in so doing, we shall never be shaken. Why? Because as the, because the, as the righteous find shelter in him, the righteous run to him, even in, in tough times, in the tough times that, we, that may surround us, even as, as parents on this call, as, as young adults on this call, there are times when situations are challenging. God is calling us to fear him. Blessed are those who fear him. And scripture reminds us, even as we, as, as we read the Psalms, uh, Psalms 112, the last chapter of Psalms 100, 111, before the chapter we read, just a, a, a verse before, uh, reminds us of, of the verse 10 says, the fear of the Lord, Psalms 100, 111, Verse 10, the fear of the Lord is a beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts 
have good understanding to whom belongs eternal praise. Praise be the name of the Lord. Friends, <clears throat> the Lord is calling us to fear him. Once we fear him, once we walk in accordance to his word, God will give us the heavenly wisdom, which is true, which is peace-loving, as James chapter 3 reminds us. God is reminding us that we ought to fear him. We ought to walk in accordance to his commands. The moment we, we diverge away from this, from the fear of the Lord, we indeed, the circumstances, the situations will hit us hard. So the question to us today, in whom do you find refuge? Where do you run to? Even when the, even the, when the situations are, are tough on you, as scripture is reminding us, yes, the righteous ought to fear the Lord. They are, we are being called to know him, to exalt him, and to abide in him. Because Psalms chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, also reminds us that blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight, hallelujah, is in the, is, is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Friends, the Lord is calling us to meditate on his word. The Lord is calling us to abide in, in his presence. In so doing, we shall never be shaken. Hallelujah. Point number two. Yes, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8 reminds us, even as the righteous, we are being, <coughs> we are being called, yes, to be rooted and built up in him. Because we can never walk this journey, the righteous journey, unless we are being rooted and, and built up in him. The present continuous, that is present continuous unto us. We, sh we should understand that. Yes, Colossians chapter 2, verse, uh, verse 6 to 8 says this. So then, so then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. It's a present continuous. The time that you, that at that moment, the day you got to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and Christ has been, and, and Christ, you accept Christ Jesus Lord and Savior in, at the center of your heart, the righteousness of God being revealed unto you. So it does not stop there. Scripture reminds us, so then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior, continue to live in him. Majority uh, times, uh, many people <clears throat> tend to uh, think, that yes, I got saved, a chakomao. No, the journey continues. Work out your salvation eh, with fear and trembling. The Lord is calling us to work out our salvation. And verse 7 says, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you are taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Yes, the righteous, the righteous will never be shaken because one, yes, they have chosen to be rooted and built up in the Lord, strengthened in the faith as we are being taught. And each and every time we go through the devotions, we, we, are in, we go for Sunday, since Sunday school, yes, we are being taught each and every day. So the, the essence of going to church, the essence of studying the word, the essence of prayer, the essence of communion with others, your faith is being built up. That has, when that Tough, when the tough moments come, you are not shaken. As scriptures reminded us, it's a promise, as I shared with you, it is a promise for us to understand and for us an assurance for us to embrace that God has given us this that assurance that the righteous will never be shaken. Thirdly, they understand the power of testimony 
and put their confidence in the Lord. Hallelujah. Friends, where is your confidence? Where is your confidence this morning? Is it in your children? Is it in your spouse? Is it in your bank account? COVID during the pandemic, we were, remi we were reminded and <clears throat> we were reminded that many things that we focus our eyes on vanish. And Colossians chapter one reminds us of this. Colossians, uh, Colossians chapter three reminds us of this. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. God is calling us as we pursue righteousness, as we hunger for righteousness, as we live a life, that uh, a righteous life. God is calling us to set our hearts and minds on things that are above. And many times, once we focus our, thing, our eyes and hearts on things that are above, yes, we are not taken up by these earthly things. Yes, and we saw it in COVID, the pandemic, that even the things that we trusted in, the people that, that we, we trusted in, the vehicles that all the vehicles were packed in one place, and we, that showed us a clear sign that we can never depend on those things. So as a righteous man, as a righteous person, God is calling us to focus our eyes on him. He's calling us to focus our eyes on him, to focus our hearts and minds on the things that are above. And verse 2 reminds us, set your minds on things above, not the earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. So verse 5 says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. Friends, it's my prayer that we put these things away. As Hebrews reminds us, let go of the sin that so easily entangles us, but let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfect of our faith. The testimony that we have, the testimonies that we have that, that God has enabled you, share. And if you have the moment to share with them, to share the testimonies with your, with your colleagues at workplaces, beat your children, beat, at, uh, beat in your fellowship, in a small setting. Yes, uh, scripture reminds us that they overcame him by the word, by the blood of the lamb and by, by the word of their testimony. Many times, yes, the righteous uh, are shaken, because of failure to testify, failure to testify. But God is calling us this morning. Yes, why the righteous will not be shaken? Because we choose. It is a deliberate thing. It's a resolve. This morning, you have to resolve to testify of the Lord, of the goodness of the Lord. You have to testify wherever God has positioned, testify where he has brought you from. Ever since you got saved, that journey of salvation, have you walked it? Yes, testify of the Lord's goodness. Fix your eyes unto the Lord. Yes, then another thing that we should focus on, let us hold on to the promises of the Lord that he has given us great promises, right from Genesis to Revelation. Is, is it finance? Is it sickness? Is, 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 it, uh, is it marriage? Is it work? The great promises in his, in his word, right from Genesis to Revelation. Let us hold on to those promises. And many times, we have, not, we have not read his word, and, and at times the enemy comes to test us. The other day we were even sharing in fellowship in cell how the enemy 
just in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 11, how it came to Jesus right from, from, his, from his baptism. Jesus, God himself saying, this is one, my one and only son in whom I'm well pleased. And is taken into the wilderness by the spirit of the Lord to be tempted by the enemy. And the first point of the first point of test was on his identity. God himself had declared that he is my son. But the enemy came forth. If you call yourself the son of God, turn these stones into, into red. But God was able, Christ was able to respond. It is written, man shall not. It is, it is written that man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds forth from, his, from the mouth of the Lord. Friends, what are you reading the scriptures? Are you studying God's word? Are you, are you obeying? It's good to read, but I, it's good to hear, but also are you applying God's word, living in obedience? Once we live in obedience to God's word, we shall never be shaken. Hallelujah. Yes, another point that we should focus on is, yes, they discern why the righteous will never be shaken is another reason is that they discern by seeking different direction. I, uh, Isaiah 30, 21 reminds us that when, whether we turn to the left or to the right, we shall hear a voice saying behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is the way, walk in it. Friends, even as, even as, 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 as saved as saved people, as believers. This is written in God's word that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. You wake up in the morning, but do you commit the day to the Lord? Do you commit, your, do you commit the events, the, the things that you desire yeah, to do to the Lord? Or you think after. Many times you want to think after, hey, by the way, I have to plan this, I have to plan this, I have to plan this. But Christ himself, before he went out to the synagogues, before he went out to the cities, he took time in prayer. Uh, the thing that we ought to learn from his lifestyle of prayer is that he took time in the morning to pray, to call upon God. He sought divine direction. That's why whenever he met a child, well, wherever he met people, maybe sick, they needed help, he knew what to do. He was spirit-led. And this will help us in our everyday life. Once we commit that, that day in God's hands, the Lord will guide us. Yeah. Yes, it may not be smooth, but God will give you the wisdom on how to go about the day. Be, is it work? Are those, those files that challenge, is it your boss? Is it your team leader? Are, you, are they your colleagues that are making work difficult for you? At your workplace, the Lord is reminding us, let us look to him. He will give us direction. And uh, in, the old, in the Old Testament, Psalms reminds us key, something key for us here. A take home for us. Psalms chapter 37, verse 23 to 24. Psalms 37, 23 to 24. If the Lord, if the Lord delights in a man's way, he makes his steps firm. Hallelujah. If the Lord delights in a man's way, in a man's way, if the Lord delights, put your name, area's way, uh, Brian's way. If the Lord delights in your, he makes your steps firm. Though he stumbles, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hands. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Friends, the Lord is calling us to know him, to walk and seek him. Once we know that this direction, the Lord has directed me, yes, even though I stumble, 
The Lord has given me an assurance. Yes, he makes my steps firm. I will not fall. Hallelujah. I may be shaken, but I shall not fall in the name of Jesus. I bless the name of the Lord. Then the other point is they seek repentance and the confess of their sins. Why the righteous will never be shaken is that they acknowledge. And one of the greatest personalities we all know in the Bible is David. I just read just three verses from Psalm 51. David acknowledged that he had fallen short. We, we understand even from the scriptures. Commit, uh, co committing adultery and going uh, astray and uh, sleeping with Bathsheba, yeah? Have mercy when he acknowledged when the message of the Lord came to him straight from prophet Nathan to him, a word of rebuke, he just came before the Lord. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know I, for I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Friends, we have been reminded that our righteousness is like filthy rags. Do we, whenever we come in God's presence, do we acknowledge that we are sinners? His word reminds us in 1 John 1, 8 to 9, that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. God is calling us. To, uh, to acknowledge our failures, to acknowledge that we have fallen short of his glory. The Lord detests a proud heart. The heart of man is desperate, wicked, and who can understand it? It's only the Lord. So he's calling us to know him. He's calling us to acknowledge that, yes, I've fallen today. Thou have spoken to my spouse. Thou have spoken to my children. Perhaps I've trusted in my own wisdom. Yeah? The earthly wisdom. The Lord desires us to come before him to repent. Verse 9 reminds us that his fear alone is faithful and just, willing to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Friends, remember you are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. So God is calling us at a place of repentance, coming before him, Lord, here I am, here I am. Living this journey as we pursue righteousness, the things that we, that as we still struggle with as individuals, but the Lord is saying, yes, you cannot do it on your own. Just surrender, surrender. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 reminds us, let all those who are weary and heavy burden come unto me, and he alone shall give you rest. The Lord desires to give you rest this morning. He desires to, he desires to heal you. He desires to restore you. So another point to remind us of this great assurance, yes, the righteous will never be shaken, because they are devoted to prayer and the word. If we live lives that are devoted to the ministry, like in Acts chapter 6, verse 4, they were devoted, they were devoted to the ministry of prayer and to the, and, and to the word. Are we devoted in this word? Are we anchored? Yes, many times we are shaken because we have no scripture, perhaps, to speak in prescription. Our prayer life has run dry. Our, our sharings have run dry because we are lacking uh, in economics that we call a leakage. Yeah, there are certain things, we, as in things that are within us, going out, perhaps you lose your power. Yeah, you lose your power, you, you lose things around you, because you have not sought God, you have not prayed. 
They have not prayed. Daniel, Daniel stood in the gaps. Daniel's life was a life of prayer. And scripture reminds us they found, they, were fight, they desired to find fault in him, but they found none, for he was a man of integrity. Because he prayed, he worked, he served. Friends, the Lord is calling us this morning, this day, to live a righteous life, and that life shall never be shaken. Given that, remain in his word. Given that, remain at the place of prayer. Then, as we draw closer to an end, uh, remaining in fellowship with fellow brethren. Remaining in fellowship with fellow brethren. I challenge each and every one of us here, are you in fellowship? Are you in a cell? Is there a place where, where you have accountability partners, where you share burdens, where you share and pray together? Friends, this righteous journey that the Lord is calling us to, you cannot, you cannot leave, uh, leave it alone. Yes, the Lord desires us to worship with fellow brethren. Do not give up the habit of meeting together. Instead, spur one another towards love and good deeds. As scripture reminds us in Hebrews 10, 20, 25. I'll just read the scripture in James chapter 5 to encourage us the essence of fellowship, yeah? The essence of fellowship. The righteous will never be shaken, given that they remain in fellowship, in fellowship with fellow brethren. James, James chapter 5, uh, James chapter 5, I'll just, read it, I'll just read it to us. Verse uh, 16, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray, for each other so that you may be healed. The Lord is calling us. The Lord is calling us to pray for one another, to stand with one another. As a family, you pray with one another. At workplace, you are you, are an, ambassador, you are an ambassador. You remember, you are called to be an ambassador of Christ at where Christ has positioned you. Are you praying for one another? Are you, are you even pouring out yeah, not to everyone, but the Spirit of the Lord will direct you to the person that at times even that you can say, uh, my brother, I'm struggling in this area. My sister, I'm struggling in this area. And they're able to pray with you, stand with you in prayer. And that scripture reminds us, James 5, 16, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Friends, the prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective. May the spirit of the Lord direct us to the right friends, to the right people, to stand with in prayer. And the Lord is calling us, as he reminds us, yes, uh, to the apostle, to the Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Yes, pray in the spirit, pray all kinds of prayers, pray on all occasions, yes, remembering the saints. Friends, choose to pray for others, choose to pray for your family members, choose to pray for your for your uh, for for the children at home because their faith is being tested as scripture reminds us yes Paul's letter to the Ephesians Paul was encouraging them to remember the saints because they are going through different kinds of persecutions you don't know what your child is going through at school yes you took him to school you 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 took him to university or her to university you don't know what they're going through I thank God that I personally has able as able to manage the campus, yeah, not by on my own. I sought the Lord, saved, but I thank God for my mother's prayers. Yeah, I thank God for our family prayers that they were able to pray with us. They were able to pray and encourage us, even at, at university. May the Spirit of the Lord encourage us that even to live this righteous life, 
we need one another. So lastly, Psalms chapter 34, verse 19, as I conclude, Psalms, that is, Psalms chapter 34, Psalms chapter 34, verse, verse 19, Psalm 34, verse 19, reminds us of this great assurance. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Hallelujah. Friends, we, I'm not saying that, yes, when you walk this righteous journey, all things will go well. No, but the Lord himself will guide, will guide you through. There are different tests that will be coming, tough circumstances, losing loved ones, people are sick around you. Friends, you, a righteous man may have many troubles, other versions say many afflictions, but the Lord delivers him from them all. The Lord is able to deliver you from them all. Hallelujah. Friends, that's our confidence. That's our, that's, that which we which that which we which we, we should believe in that should not cause our faith yeah uh, to, to waver scripture reminds us do not let your faith waver yeah so this assurance reminds us yes a righteous man may have many troubles what what are the kinds of troubles you are going through this morning be encouraged that the lord today will deliver you from them all hallelujah so in conclusion christ has set a standard for us to live. He reminds us to be perfect, just as our Lord is perfect. Therefore, we ought to look to Jesus, the author and perfect of our faith, because he stood in the gap. He, read, he, he chose to reconcile us back to the Father. He chose to restore us. He chose that we may live, that we may live, and in him we live, move, and have our being. We thank God for that great love that he lavished on us through his son Jesus Christ, by dying on the cross. Father, we bless your name for this great morning. We thank you because in you we live and have our being. It's my prayer, loving Father, that we shall be reminded, yes, that even when, we when bad news comes to us, as verse 7 reminds us of Psalms 112, verse 7, yes, even though bad news comes to us, we shall remain steadfast and trusting in the Lord. Father, I pray for everyone on this call. I pray that their faith won't waver. I pray that they'll remain anchored and deeply rooted in your son, Jesus Christ. That they'll trust in you. That they'll have, they'll have faith in you. Because the just shall live by faith. Not by sight, but by faith. May you bless us. May you guide us, Lord, to walk this journey faithfully unto you. We give you thanks. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Brian. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, uh, Brother Iria, for that wonderful sharing. Uh, we bless the Lord for using you and may richly replenish you. Uh, the righteous will never be shaken, has been our topic this morning, brethren. Uh, Anger in Psalm 112, verse 6. Surely the righteous will never be shaken, they will be remembered forever. Um, and Brother Iria has, has shared a rich amount of. Uh, content and reflection from what I've heard is that um, really those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God whose sacrificial death paid the penalty for our sins are the righteous. Therefore, righteousness comes from God indeed. Um, I've heard as well that blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in His commands. He's reminded us from verse 1 of that anchor chapter that is 112. 
we've heard as well that upright men, the righteous, will see his face. So I pray that we may look to God and abide in him uh, through our days to a last breath. We've heard as well that it's in the gospel, as Paul reminds us in Romans 117, it's in the gospel that the righteousness of God is revealed. And I think Brother Ria reminded us to find our anchor in the word. Uh, indeed, the Lord requires us to know Christ and to walk in line with God's standard of righteousness. And he spoke of the example of the second ad, who is Jesus Christ, our, our Savior. So we are indeed called to righteousness, for the Lord alone is righteous. And the righteous shall not be shaken. And how and why? One, may we revere him, we have reverential fear of him, honor him, and continue to find refuge in him. Uh, we've been reminded as well that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So Lord, I pray that you be instill in us a reverential fear of you, O Lord, that we'll walk in wisdom that brings us to that righteousness in the name of Jesus. We've been reminded as well uh, from the psalmist that blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked and therefore walks in righteousness. So Lord, I pray that we may partake of this promise of blessings in our walk in righteousness that can only come by and in your grace. I pray as well, Lord, that we remain rooted and built up in you, as Brother Ria reminded us from Colossians 2, 6 to 8. And I pray that we remember as well that the righteous understand the power of their testimony, of our testimonies. For in sharing, we draw many more to partake of the salvation, to partake of the goodness of God, and find their journey in righteousness as well. Uh, Brother Ria reminded us as well that the righteous walk in discernment and helped us reflect on Isaiah 30, verse 21. And importantly, the righteous seek repentance and acknowledge their sins. And Lord, I pray that by your mercy, you cleanse us and remove from us anything in filth, in blemish, that removes us from a accountability and place of righteousness for your eyes in the name of Jesus. And uh, we've been reminded as well that the righteousness look to walk devoted to prayer and the word. And Christ is the author and perfecter of our faith and the standard of righteousness. Amen. So as we start to close this morning, may we pray. May we pray. Our Father in heaven, we come before you in the same spirit, in the name of Jesus. We are grateful for your word, your word which is our sure guide in the right way of the new and divine covenant you partake of in faith. Your word, which is, as we've learned, the foundation and anchor of our walk in righteousness. And Lord, I bring repentance before you again for where we have failed you. We acknowledge our every imperfection, our every sin. Remember mercy, O Lord, and grant us a cleansing that will return us to a purification, to a place of righteousness, that you find us worth for your eyes in the name of Jesus, O Lord. I pray that, Lord, we continue to immerse ourselves in your word, for your word indeed reminds us that all scripture is given by inspiration of your God. And may your word indeed be profitable for our teaching, correcting, reproof, instruction, righteousness, that we will find our place in that 
position of righteousness, but we see us partake of the promise of never being shaken in the name of Jesus. May we remain submitted fully to you, O Lord, anchored to you, standing on this your word, O Lord. For if we seek first your kingdom in your word, and all righteousness, all shall be added unto us in the name of Jesus. And I pray, O Lord, as we've been reminded, that we'll remain devoted to seeking for communion with you in devotion to your word, in devotion to you in prayer, in all our ways, in the name of Jesus. And I want to pray into our very anchor chapter today that, Lord Almighty, by your grace, we will always seek to recognize and acknowledge that in the divine covenant we partake with you, we partake of with you in salvation, that we remain your servants, and you call us in that service, O Lord, to walk in righteousness. And we partake of the promises there in righteousness, that by your grace we will walk enabled by the Holy Spirit, that indeed there will be testimony in our time and beyond of where we have exemplified that righteousness to the glory of your name, that, Lord, in our righteousness, we will have no fear of bodies, no fear in these days and seasons to the last of our breath in the name of Jesus. That in our walk and pursuit of righteousness, O Lord, our hearts will remain steadfast, trusting you, our sovereign Lord, in the name of Jesus. The Lord Almighty, in righteousness, our hearts will remain secure, will have no fear, and will look on in triumph on our Pause in the name of Jesus, that we will freely scatter our gifts to others and draw others to you in the testimony of the days to the glory of your name in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the servant Rhea, through whom you nourished us with your word and granted us direction this morning. May you replenish him in every way to overflow. In your goodness, grant him all the blessings and needs that he places before you. To in, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we bless you, honor you, extol you, and extol your name as a prayer and ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen.